It's the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 50. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back into another episode of the show. I want to start off by saying a huge thank you uh, and a continued thank you to those frontline healthcare professionals who are doing such an amazing job as the coronavirus continues to sweep the world and impact so many people. But I also think it's important to say another thank you to all of those hundreds of thousands of key workers that are doing an amazing job keeping so many vital services up and running and functioning. So a huge thank you from me and also from all the listeners of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Of course, we are trying to do our little bit here in continuing to produce the podcast and also produce some extra episodes of the podcast in order to help people as well continue their professional development, uh, assist them in aspects of their business, but also on aspects of their career journey. So as we emerge from COVID-19, hopefully in the not too distant future, although things will be different, um, you are going to have some really useful information that you will have learned and also that you will have consumed, which will help you on your business, career and life journey. As always, if this is your first time coming across the podcast, let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each episode, we bring you no-nonsense, real, right-to-the-point podcast banter on business, career and life. Maybe you're somebody who's always wanted to start a business or get started in a particular career path. We will have something for you in this podcast. You have come to the right place. Don't forget if you're listening to this podcast today on iTunes, please do rate and review the podcasts. That is so helpful and it does help other people find out about the show. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please do leave us a rating, please do review it, but also make sure you hit the subscribe button as well so that whenever we release a new episode of the podcast, you will get that notification on your device and you can tune right in, ensuring that you never miss an episode of the show please do stop by the Zero Lives Left podcasting website, which is up and running. Lots of great information available over on the website. You can check out all the previous guests who've been on the show. You can find out a little bit more information about them. And also, if you do want to launch your own podcast and maybe you have no idea where to start, that was me about five years ago. Uh, I produced a, a very simple ebook that you can pick up from the website. You can download loaded from the website and it has seven simple steps on how to successfully launch your podcast. So please do stop by Zero Lives Left 
podcast.com. Check that out. We've got another fantastic episode lined up for you today. We are talking to Nicola McGuinness, who is the founder of Lean In Newry. She is a Lean In regional leader. She is also an I Am Remarkable facilitator, as well as being research and information project manager in Intertrade Ireland. So she's got some great information to share with us on this episode of the show. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 50 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Nicola, you are founder and regional leader of the Lean In Newry Network. As a Lean In regional leader, you support a large network of women dedicated to achieving their potential through an inclusive, diverse and confidential support network while also uh, a challenging bias. Can you give our listeners a little bit of an overview on your backstory and also your career journey to date? Yes, absolutely, Wayne. I suppose my journey started, I was in the hotel industry. Um, straight out of university, I went over to New York and worked in Fitzpatrick's over there. Then moved home and upon moving home, I got a job in Intertrade Ireland and thus began my economic development career, working with SMEs and currently now in the policy and research department. I've been there for 19 years coming up and it really is a great place to work. It's local to home. There's some, um, you know, have we've good working conditions and it works for some really fantastic um, people. And so in the last few years, I found myself looking for, I felt like I needed a greater sense of fulfillment and other opportunities allowed me to grow. And just by chance, I happened to see a course called Grit and Grace. Um, it was being delivered through Queen's. I thought, you know, um, at the worst, just a couple of days out of the office. Yeah. So I was no major expectations from it, but it was all focused on um, developing your leadership capabilities. What was different about it was that it was for females only. So I'd never been on a, a women's only course and it really changed the way that I looked at things. So there was 15 women in the room. We were all at varying, varying stages of our careers, from the top of our careers, just people just beginning and those in different sectors. And yet everyone in that room was feeling exactly the same way when we started speaking about imposter syndrome. And I'd never heard of that before, about how um, you're going to be found out that really you don't deserve to be in the position you are, um, even against all the evidence that shows that you are capable of it. And so that really tied us all together in that room. We were able to speak very openly about how we felt about our careers. And I remember coming out of that course and feeling a huge sense of empowerment even though we had just met and we just gone through a number of hours together I really felt that those women had my back and to have that support behind you I felt like I could do anything and they'd mentioned lean in a few times on the course and I'd never heard of it before and when I went back and I happened to be talking to my manager and I, I was feeding back everything and I was learning through the course she had said to me even though I thought about it before myself but of course imposter syndrome came straight away why don't I start leaning you no how could you do that you're only Nicola McGuinness this type of thing and my manager said why don't you do it you need to have some sort of an output from going on a course like this so I just did it I just started I thought what can I lose it'll be a matter of me getting a few friends together we can have a bit of crack and there's nothing to lose really if it doesn't work out and that's where Lena Nuri started. Now let's talk a little bit more about that. Myself and yourself 
have a, a connection uh, in common. Uh, and this is how I first came across Lean in, in Northern Ireland in particular, um, Nuala Murphy. Oh, yes, yes, Nula. Aha, she started it all off in Northern Ireland, yes. Yeah, so Nula is a a very good friend of mine. Myself and Nula have worked on projects in the past from a marketing capacity. She also took part in the Chartered Institute of Marketing program that I delivered many moons ago up in Belfast. And that's where sort of we first uh, developed our relationship. And I first became aware of the whole uh, movement, I suppose is the right word to use, of the the lean in in relation to whenever she launched it in Northern Ireland uh, and indeed some of the events that was happening. So as founder of Lean In and Yuri, you, you work with a large network of, of women and you alluded to some of the work that you do there uh, in, in the intro. Um, can you give us a little bit more of an insight to, to actually Lean In and Yuri and kind of what it's all about and some of the things that you're focusing on? Yeah, so maybe I'll take a step back and tell you about Lean In in itself as a global organization. It's sort of started by Cheryl Sandberg, who is currently the CEO of Facebook. And she did a massively successful TED Talk basically um, what she had found when she, as she was rising through the ranks of her career, the higher and higher up she rose into these positions of influence and um, seniority, the less and less women she's seen at women, women holding these top roles. And what she realised was that often as a female, we drop out of our careers because we have to make choices and we continually live with guilt we underestimate ourselves and we're just not great negotiators and that all goes against us we lean out of our careers and then that all tied in with this um sort of inequality at work and unconscious bias we have to work against all of that and following that successful talk she wrote a book again a hugely successful book called lean in of course and from the book this created what we call Lean In Circles. And so Lean In Circles are a gathering of women, generally up to 12 women, who get together, meet regularly, it can be in a coffee shop, it can be in work, it can be anywhere basically where they can sit and chat and learn from each other and really give each other that encouragement to follow through on their dreams that they may have given up on previously, giving each other that push to start chasing them, share ideas, seek advice. So whenever I looked into Lean In for Lean In Yuri, yes, there was actually um, a huge Lean In Belfast network and under that there are a number of circles. So for entrepreneurs, people in marketing and women in finance, that type of thing. But there was very, very little south of um, Belfast so it was not in Yuri and because I started that the first meeting I think we had about eight to ten women at it and that was in June 2018 and we are coming up obviously um, to nearly two years old now and we have grown to a network of nearly 300 women so because we are no longer a circle a small circle of women we are now called a network and we have since then started to do some work on breaking down that network into smaller circles so we can continue to allow that smaller learning and that confidence holding meetings that you could um so as a network we would hold bigger meetings in terms of workshops and um, bringing in guest speakers and then the circles will meet underneath that um under their own maybe sectors or company-based circles geographically based interest-based where we can all learn from each other so it's not just open to women from Newry, for example it's open to women from would it, would it be fair to say across South Down, uh, Warm Point, Restrever, all of those types of areas? So, yes, we are open to anyone joining from any area. Um, it's a very welcoming, supportive network. Uh, we've had women who were 
maybe nervous to join us and we've been very welcoming we work with them and it's amazing to see the growth of the women when they've come to the meetings and we've engaged with them you can really see their confidence grow and what we say is we provide a space to allow women to be to allow women to be unapologetically ambitious. And what I noticed about um, the Lean and Yuri network was that we sort of filled a space in the area where there wasn't anywhere that professionally ambitious women could network. So it's, if you imagine, it's it's a lot easier for men to network um, yeah. socially. You know, obviously through work, um, outside of work, maybe through golfing or um, outside activities, outside of work. Women come home generally, you know, straight in the door, have to work with what they have to do after work in terms of looking after children, getting ready for the tea, getting schools, maybe caring for elderly parents and so there was never really a space for them to actually network with like-minded people that's the space we provide and I think that's why we've been so successful and the relationships we've created have gone on to form business partnerships jobs created and really deepened relationships where they can we can lift the phone up and say I know someone who can help you with this it's not transactional it's all about women helping women and so yes we are open to anyone to join and it's free to join and everything we do is free fantastic now on a day-to-day basis you are policy research and information project manager with InfoTrade Ireland we have a lot of small businesses Nicola who listen into the podcast small businesses like my own maybe entrepreneurs startups who are maybe not aware of Intertrade Ireland and the type of help and support which might be available to them. Now, I'm often guilty of this because I see myself as a small business and there are organizations out there that that do provide support and do provide help and can really make a difference to a business, particularly those businesses looking to maybe access sort of research and development or bring on new employees and this type of stuff. What sort of help and support might be available through Intertrade Ireland for businesses? Yes, so Intertrade Ireland um, set up under the Good Friday Agreement. Uh, we're going 20 years now. And our remit is to support businesses across the island, both north and south. And really that's to uh, improve the economy and increase cross-border trade. We do that through a number of supports programmes, such particularly focusing on sales growth. So for the likes of yourself, um, we, and we have a programme called Elevate, who we would help you work towards increasing your sales in the south or vice versa if you're based in the south. And then you would maybe move on to Akinen as your company grows, which is a, another stream of sales growth programme. We also um, help companies innovate, um, obviously because that's the way that they will grow. And we have a number of innovation programmes. And I myself are um, currently in the policy and research department where we do a lot of research, particularly more so these past few years around Brexit. And that helps uh, inform policy and the decision makers in the departments who will then um, in return fund us again for our uh, programmes. So it's a bit cyclical. And um, more recently, you can imagine we've been doing a lot of support around Brexit. But obviously, um, presently, we are working towards looking to see how we can support businesses through this whole COVID epidemic. And talking about the present tense that we're in at the moment, and you've alluded to the coronavirus, um, you know, even though these things, you know, people can't actually physically go in and have a meeting with a client advisor or, you know, go in and actually sit with somebody face to face. It's still business as usual. Um, It's business as usual insofar as we are working really hard to support our client companies. However, some of the programs that we have offered in the past are not 
particularly relevant to today in the crisis that companies are facing. So we are, I mean, firms are still really getting to grips with what's happening to their own business and it's mm-hmm. like a cliff edge to them. So we are reacting fairly swiftly to see what we can do to respond to their issues. So at the minute we're working with some of the companies in our programs to see what issues they're facing and what we can do to support that. And I know that's the same of a number of business organisations across the island um, in terms of of Enterprise Ireland, VSNI, the enterprise agencies, the councils, all that sort of thing. Obviously, everyone's working against the clock to really help the imminent issues that businesses are facing. And there's no doubt that businesses, you know, small and large are facing issues. I was reading something this morning that I think one in five small businesses is going to go to the wall because they're going to run out of cash. And these are real concerns that people people are waking up to because they've got this great business idea. They've worked really hard. It seems like, almost seems like we've just come through Brexit and now we're, you know, thrust into the the middle of the coronavirus. So we've just got kind of, and I, and I know we're not completely through the whole Brexit thing yet, but it seems like we have sort of moved through that sort of very misty, misty world and we've just sort of sailed out the other end and suddenly bang, coronavirus. What are some of the tips for businesses that you would share who are finding it like challenging at this difficult time? And again, support is really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny how we never thought Brexit would, wouldn't be mentioned as much again. We were so immersed in it in our own um, day-to-day work and now it seems so insignificant. Um, sure. The feedback we are getting from firms is, um, and you just said it, is the cash flow is the huge issue. We're advising firms to look at their cash flow in terms of how, how can they reduce costs, look at their supply chain and ultimately what you know really scar the market to see what the external supports are that are out there. I mean the government is doing everything they can in terms of the business organisations and they are trying everything they can to support the businesses. So there is support out there through various streams. If it's possible and I know it may not be possible for many of the firms but if you could look beyond the commercial damage in the short term and start thinking about future priorities. Mm-hmm. So assuming we were you know we return to a relative normality in a short space of time, is there opportunities there in terms of I know we're looking internally at Industry 4.0, this fourth industrial revolution. There's so much new technology out there. Is there a way that you can you know, rebuild your market through these new digital capabilities to get your competitive edge back and really get back that uh, market share. You know, is there a way that you can actually work on your business where in the past you've been working in your business? So think about things like that if if you're afforded the opportunity to do so. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, you need to be looking beyond this almost, don't you? Mm -hmm. That's a bit funny. We always say that in terms of Brexit, it was very imminent and it was coming up, but it was going to happen at some stage. And um, well, <laughs> we still don't know. It yeah. sort of happened, but certainly there's life beyond Brexit. There will be life beyond this pandemic. So if there's if you have the opportunity to look forward to that, that's where you'll gain the competitive edge. And you know, I've read somewhere that the networking is so so important. Everyone's gone through the same issues. If you're in various networking circles, you will learn from other businesses what they have done that will help you and maybe chat about networking later on yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Nicola. And that's one of the things like I'm a, I'm a very, those people who know me really well and sort of know the things that I do. And I'm quite sort of open in the sense that, you know, I push out a lot of content online. I'm active on LinkedIn. I do videos and, you know, I did a Facebook live last night to parents and it was viewed like three and a half thousand times. Um, it's been shared so many hundred times already. And I, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I'm a very motivated sort of guy. And I do believe, and this is my whole thinking on this. Yes. 
every time I go on to the BBC News or any other newslet outlet for that matter, there's loads of negativity. But I believe that this is absolutely a positive right now. And as you rightly say, this is an opportunity now for you to look at other aspects of your business. Maybe you weren't focusing on the innovation. Maybe you weren't focusing on the marketing or the communications. And this provides now a little bit of, I suppose, breathing space in a sense. Yes, we're maybe not generating the sales that we want to generate. Yes, maybe we're not you know, having the expansion plans that we want to have, but there is certainly other things within our business that we can take a look at. And the networking and then circling back around to the lean-in, that provides that supportive network in the Newry area. Yes, and Dwayne, I've never been more heartened um, than in the last couple of weeks to see what the support, the support has been just coming out from the ether in terms of our members. For Let sure. From the minute it, it has hit everyone, um, our members have been contacting me saying, how can I help? Um, I am a fully trained nutritionist. I am a life coach. I am a HR um, professional person. I can provide um, accountancy advice. So we have actually been doing a number of webinars to help our um, members. And it is so heartening to see that they just want everyone just wants to help each other to get yeah. through this. So we had a webinar last week on managing your cash flow and what, what the supports were, were available that were coming out from the government and really deciphering and getting underneath what that meant for particular individual businesses. We have one coming up next week um, about resilience and well-being through a particularly hard time for women, I will say, also because ultimately, um, and what they're calling it in the leaning organisation, is we're doing a double-double. So we're doing, we're, you know, we're queuing at the supermarkets, mm-hmm. doing distancing while fielding calls from the office coming home disinfecting things keeping children entertained doing their homework still feeding them doing what you know we are doubling up on what we were already very busy doing anyway so um to know that there's support out there and to know that everyone's getting through it and to know that we just can fall short of that perfection that we always put ourselves under and to just know that just good enough is good enough and to keep taken each day at a time and have that support behind you and really even jump onto a webinar just to see other people's faces. Even if you don't talk, you know, you don't feel like it. It's nice to be in a Zoom and just see somebody else in their environment and know that they're feeling the same way. No, it's so true. And, and one of the things that I'm thinking about every day that I wake up, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time at the moment. I'm just trying to get, you know, one week one month uh, and see where things develop, but, but continue. And that's really important. And you've alluded to it as well, continuing to have those conversations. Yes. We're hearing all these words like self isolate. Self isolate does not mean that you cannot jump on a zoom call. You cannot have a Skype call. You cannot still continue to have those all important conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know personally, I don't realize how much I miss people until I've been on it. And I'm like, Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I'm so glad I did that. Now let's talk a little bit about your um, training in I Am Remarkable. You're a facilitator in that. Tell us a little bit more about that. Sounds very interesting. Yes, so this is an initiative I absolutely wholeheartedly love. It was um, adopted by Lean In. It's not a Lean In initiative. It's actually a Google initiative, but it speaks to everything that Lean In um, wants to help women with. So the I Am Remarkable initiative um, basically allows women to speak up about their achievements and encourages them to do that. So it's challenging, challenging these societal norms that women shouldn't speak up 
about themselves and their achievements, often they're frowned upon or they're disliked. Um, whereas if a man does that, they, they feel, oh, they're, they have leadership capabilities and look at them being so confident. And, and women don't have that um, viewpoint whenever they're seen to be spoken, speaking about themselves. So the outcome is to empower women to overcome these cultural, social and gender related issues by giving them the tools to sharpen their self-promotional skills. And there's, there's a lovely ripple effect from it as well. So to be fair, it's not intended to undo centuries of bias and discrimination, but rather focuses on one small but important action that each of us can take and thus model for others. So when I do a workshop, there's a huge amount of research that has gone into uh, creating this workshop, which basically shows that women um, underestimate themselves were um, so for example if if they've completed a very successful project they'll often turn around and say well it wasn't just me it was a team effort and the timing was right and this happened you know and and sort of external factors made the project successful or rather than the work they put in whereas if a man is in the same position he'll just say thank you yes I did very well in that <laughs> <laughs> generalizing but that that's the way it generally goes and so they don't find they don't often speak up and make known their achievements um often because they're afraid of that pushback. And um, what we do is we try and get um, the participants to get used to hearing the sound of their own voices and speaking up about what they've done. And so it's a muscle that has to be worked upon. You need to practice it. The more you get the opportunity to speak up and tell people what you've achieved, the easier it will be in the instances where you're really called upon, for example, at an interview or when you're speaking to the chief executive or you're selling your business. So, yeah, like I say, it's a ripple effect. If I stand up and say, well, today, you know, I am remarkable because um, I've just done a podcast with Wayne Denner. Mm-hmm. A colleague sees me saying that and says, but you know what? If Nicola McGuinness can stand up and say that, I'm going to stand now. I'm going to say what I did too. And it really has a lovely effect. But the thing is, it's something that you need to keep working on and you need to keep doing. Um, and I, I've done this a number of times in work. And what we do now is what we call an I Am Remarkable Wednesday catch-up. We will get together, those that have been through the workshop will get together and they'll say why they are remarkable each week. And it really, you can see the difference in women and they're getting so used to believing in themselves and really um, cancelling out that negative voice in their head and saying, you know what, I am remarkable. Even if they just got up that morning, washed their face and got out the door, they did it and that is a remarkable feat. No, it's absolutely so true. And one of the things I often think about is now, especially now in the current climate, like, you know, I've been producing this podcast for about five years. I've been doing video content on LinkedIn for probably as long. I've been on YouTube for as long. I've been writing blogs and, and sometimes I take all of these things for, for kind of granted. And, and actually it's really interesting when you talk about the getting up and just saying, this is what I did. This is what I'm remarkable for. And it's, it can be a small thing, but whenever I listen back to my podcast and it's very funny, I'm sure you haven't did this, but if you, if you, and I always say this to people, like people reach out to me and go, you know what, Wayne, I'd really love to launch my own podcast, but I've no idea where to start. I'll be just a bumbling mess when I go onto the microphone. It'll not sound coherent and it'll just be a mess and I'm really panicking. And I always say to people, look, I'll tell you what, go back and listen to episode one of my podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I did yesterday, by the way. <laughs> it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? It's like, it, it, it was, it was like five years ago and I had no clue about what I was doing. And whenever I listen to that now and I listen to like, like episode 50 or episode 49 or 48 or 47, over a period of time, they've all got 
better because yeah. I kept at it and I worked at yeah. it. And, you know, and that's the thing yeah. about this, you know, and I spoke to somebody just two days ago who'd reached out to me and said, look, I'm, this is my business. This is what I do. I need to start doing more online content, but I'm really nervous about putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we spent 25 minutes on a call and I said, look, you know, I was where you were five years ago. I was afraid of what people were going to think. I was afraid of the trolls and the harassment and the, you know, the things that you will get sometimes when you put yourself out there on social media. And I went through all of those sort of, you know, thought processes and, and I was able to sort of help that person get some 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 key tips, some perspective on the whole thing. Pleased to see in the past couple of days, they've put out their first video. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, it's just about getting over the fear. And I know that just, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. And that's something that we've, we really work upon and, and lean in. But um, I mean, if you are not moving forward, you're just standing still. Yeah. So every little step, even if no matter how small it is, you're getting there bit by bit by bit. And actually that's something that's really important is that it's really good to journal what you've done good each day so that you can look back in six months time and say, wow, look how far I have come. You're absolutely right, Nicola. And mine's the kind of live journal <laughs> um, yeah. because mine's kind, of, mine's kind of, yeah, it's, it's live and it's out there. And, but you know, you're so right, you know, uh, and that's something for people to remember. Like I'm not the sort of person who sits down and, and writes things. And I know there are a lot of people that do that, but my journal is kind of the virtual journal. So like, mm -hmm. you know, go back and look at your stuff and you're absolutely right. Open that journal and reflect on those things and give yourself a pat on the back. So commendable to you guys and, you know, the I Am Remarkable movement and even on the Lean In, it's fantastic and it's so important. Yeah, and I think um, I lived through it. I mean, I, I was that person who... Um, was stuck in a rut and had no confidence and um, didn't realise what I was doing was quite remarkable. And that's what I love about the initiative is, you know, you do have women that say, well, I don't know, I'm just like five children, work full time, whatever. And the people in the room are like, oh my God, you are remarkable. And the person saying is like, really? Like, I just feel like this is what I should be doing. And we're like, you don't understand how remarkable you are. And it's not until they voice it and they hear the feedback is that they start believing it. Well, let me do something. Let me put this on the record um, in the podcast and also for your Lean In Yuri members and indeed anybody who wants to reach out. I mean, I'm running a virtual business clinic at the moment. Uh, it's a 25 minute Zoom call. Um, I'll, I'll send you the link later on. Okay. Anybody who wants to reach out and wants to have a call with me, whether it's about producing video content launching a podcast, how to build more confidence in public speaking, please get them to reach out. I've got some great resources, some things that I've developed over the years and some stuff that sort of, you know, I've learned, particularly in and around managing nerves and that type of stuff. More than happy to share that with anybody at all. Please do reach out and get in touch. And if I can help, I absolutely will. Oh, I know, Wayne. We'll be glad to hear from that. That would be brilliant for us, for our circle as well. Super duper. Listen, we love actionable tips in this podcast. And I always sort of like to sum up and sort of finish up with you. What would be your three takeaway tips? Um, you know, and again, it's interesting that we're having this conversation today because, you know, not only are you working within, you know, the organizational sort of remit of Intertrade Ireland, but you're also sort of um, dr the driving force behind the Lean In Network in Yuri. What would be the three takeaway tips for people who are listening into this podcast today? And a lot of people are like me, you know, when I started my business they were you know they were sitting at their kitchen table with a laptop and a cup of coffee and going I don't have a big organization but what could we share today that would help businesses yeah well, so um and I alluded to it earlier is networking I have never 
really experience the value of network until I started leaning um, circle and LinkedIn has been amazing for us in terms of um, visibility and promotion and um, the connections that we've made us really to get speakers to come to us and hold our workshops and stuff like that and it really is network 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 we had a networking strategist to come and done a, a workshop for us and it's actually it's hard for women to network it's easier for men to network because they have most of them have that confidence they can walk into a room and start chatting women find that a bit harder and they maybe go into the corner of the room and don't themselves out there as much so we had some strategies um put forward through the workshop but also about developing relationships and, and women are very good at that in terms of emotional intelligence and really working on relationships and following through and helping each other so um, I just couldn't recommend networking enough and and in this time really learning from each other so keeping on uh, keeping visible on those social media platforms so that people can see you and um, connect to you and likewise and you can learn from each other I'd also say and I've learned this over the last couple of years too is um just live your career life without regret don't look back upon retirement and say, you know, God, I wish I had have done, mm-hmm. I wish I studied this or I wish I did something different. You just find your passion and really unlock your potential because, you know, on this journey through Lean In, I have met so many women and men as well who have just settled. We just said, right, okay, you know, got kids got bills to pay. Um, I'm in a fairly steady job. I'll stay here. But they, do, they never really get to realise how exceptional they can actually be, what you know, what their potential is. And we can do that at any point in our lives. It's never too late. I know, mm-hmm. funny, you're talking about your first podcast is listening back. And I know that you're very passionate about that. And it speaks into this whole Zero Lives Left title as well. Yes. One life. Just do something that you are really passionate about. There are people there to help you do it. And there are people that have gone through it. And there's advice and networks you can lean on. And thirdly, I'd say um, change that track in your head that negative voice this comes maybe from the I'm Remarkable initiative but you know that voice in your head is very rarely positive it's always holding you back and, and sometimes in a good way but if you can maybe just change the train tracks of that and recognize what they're saying acknowledge it and say do you know what I can do this I know you're telling me I can't but there's you know history has told me that I've done this before and I can do it again or I am strong enough to move forward and do this so really get in touch with yourself and recognize the voice inside your head and realize what you can do to turn that around so that it can be your friend and you can do there's 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 um exercises you can do to help you and again this iron remark of speaking up speak to the mirror speak to the dog speak to the stuffed toys at the bottom of your bed tell them why you're remarkable and the more that you can do that the more that changes those train tracks in your head that tells you you can't do things or you're not able to do things yeah that's super fantastic and i summar summarizing those up to you know networking no regrets and don't be afraid of change, I suppose, is, is the sort of, is the key, key sum up there. And I remember just going back to your networking one for a moment. I remember hearing a great quote a couple of years ago and it kind of always sticks in my head and it's now more important than absolutely ever. Visibility creates opportunity and opportunity yes. creates success. And I'm like, yes, 
we got to be visible in the whole coronavirus yeah. thing. We can't sort of fade away into the background. We got got to be now more than active than ever. And this is the great thing about the Lean In Network. This is the great thing about I Am Remarkable. And this is the fantastic thing about Zoom and LinkedIn and all of these places because they now allow everyone to be more visible. And I think yeah. if you take nothing away from some of my messages that I'm trying to say to people, push out more content than ever before, remain visible. We will get through this. Absolutely. And and it, it's not easy for people to do that. Um, I know we've, we've had some LinkedIn training and we're trying to push people out to work with LinkedIn more. Um, but really, and from the statistics that we've learned through that LinkedIn training, it's only 1% of people are actually active on LinkedIn. They may be, you know, readers, but they don't actually take part. So the visibility is so important. Um, it has really helped me in terms of my profile as the lean in leader and the connections. And that really works towards to helping the, the members as well, that we can get all these various speakers in. I get these opportunities that you've afforded me this morning, Wayne, and really advertise what we're doing. So you just don't know what's going to come out of it. No, absolutely not. And if you could do me one huge favor, can you keep me posted on what's happening within the Lean In Nuri Network? And again, if there's anything that you think that we can help with on the podcast, if there's somebody that you need me to talk to, if somebody wants to come on and talk about what it is they do, please do ask them to get in touch because this is a platform for people to use and I want people to use it. So send them my way if you can. Absolutely. Well, Wayne, I mean, I am so proud of the members we have. We have some amazing, ambitious, professional women in our network they're both entrepreneurs they're business women um, they work within the community they do so much really good work within the Newry Morning Down area so I know that I could pick lots of women that could hold a fantastic podcast with you so I will absolutely keep you informed Brilliant. Okay. So how can people find out? Let's do two things before we finish up today. How can people, first of all, find out about Lean In Newry Network? What do they do? Is there a website? Is there a LinkedIn page? Is there a social media account that they need to follow? What are those details? Yeah. So first of all, I would get people to um, log into the leanin.org website because it gives an amazing background, but there are some really fantastic resources there in terms of dealing with um, work situations. There's loads of research, there's workshops you can do. So even if you just get to that stage, that's 100% fine. From there, um, we, Lean and Yuri, operate mainly off Facebook. So if you just do a search for Lean and Yuri, we are a closed group, but we'll accept you as soon as you, you know, um, ask to join. And ultimately, what all we need is an email address that whenever we have some really, because a lot of people aren't on Facebook, when we have relevant information in terms of our meetings, and um, what our businesses are offering, we will email our members. So it's either contact me, it's at leaninyuri at gmail.com or um, go through the Facebook page. Fantastic. And secondly, then, if people want to find out any more information about the work that Intertrade Ireland do, if they want to reach out, ask questions, what's the best way for people to get in touch with those guys? The best way is through our website. Um, it's intertradeireland.org, and, or sorry, .com. And we um, are offering some new programs to, well, it's, initially it's to our current um, client companies that are on our programs. And also we are, what we're really trying to do in Intertrade at the minute is get the feedback back from the companies to see the issues that they are offering so that's what I would put out there to the businesses I know there's a lot of people looking for information from you but it's really important that you feed in that information that organizations like ourselves can react that we can help you in the appropriate way so yes sir the website is the best part as well 
Fantastic. Nicola, thanks so much for taking time out today to join me on this episode of the podcast. Lots of great things for people to think about. I know we've got a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening in, startups, business owners, and maybe even people who are considering, uh, believe it or not, starting a business in this climate is something that you even you shouldn't even be put off with. I mean, I've just yeah. embarked on a new business venture over the past couple of weeks, and it's right in the middle of this coronavirus. So don't be put off push forward. We will get through this. And remember, I suppose, uh, the key thing with our interview today is there's always support and help available. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Nicola. All right. Hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Once again, a huge thank you to Nicola for giving up her time today to spend a little bit of time with me and the Zero Lives Left podcasting listeners. So many great takeaways in today's episode. And I love the fact that towards the end of the podcast, we had those really great takeaways. And that's something that we really value here on the Zero Lives Left podcast. It's so awesome to hear about people's business and career journey, particularly that where Nicholas spoke at the start of the episode about setting up the Lean In Nuri and how that uh, particular networking group is impacting so many people now and also helping so many people as well. And she spoke about the importance of networking as one of her key takeaways and making sure as a business, as an entrepreneur, uh, as somebody within an organization as well, from an employee point of view, it's so important that you have visibility, that you are remarkable, uh, that you are letting people know of the remarkable things and the accomplishments that you are achieving within your business uh, or as an employee of a particular organization or a company. Nicola also talked about that career life without regret. And of course, many people have regrets. Many people who are maybe not entrepreneurs like myself or indeed many listeners of the podcast. And we don't just have entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. We have, of course, people who are working within many successful organizations and are successful within their own right within that particular organization. And Nicola touched on the importance of having that career life without regrets. So if there is something that you've always wanted to do, you don't want to look back at some point and go, well, do you know what? I wish I had did that. And, and yes, it's nice to have a safe job. And yes, it's nice to have the bills paid. And yes, it's nice to have a little bit of security, but there are probably things that you want to do. And you might find that the restrictions or the limitations within that nine to five job, there, there are so many other things that you would love to do. So it is important that you get the opportunity to explore those and also that you don't look back and you don't have those regrets. And then finally, Nicola talked about changing that track in your head, thinking about the imposter syndrome. And this is something that I've experienced myself. And that's that psychological term referring to the pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments. And this has happened to me and I know that it has happened to many of our listeners of the podcast. We've all felt time where we have experienced imposter syndrome. So a great episode today. And again, thank you to Nicola for joining me on episode 50 of the podcast. Don't forget, as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do share it with your family and friends. Please do rate and review the podcast. Check us out on Twitter. Stop by the website 
don't forget, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast app if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify so that you get that notification as soon as a new episode of the podcast is available. And also, if you're somebody who's listening into this podcast and you'd like to come on, please get in touch. This is a platform for you to come on, talk about your business, your career and life journey. This is a platform that is available for you to share your story. So please do reach out. You can drop me in a tweet to at Zero Lives Left Podcast or you can send me in an email to studio at Zero Lives Left Podcast.com. Drop by my LinkedIn, get in touch. I would love to have you coming on the podcast as a guest. All right, we're going to be coming back very soon with another episode of the podcast. So stay tuned and I'll see you right back here for episode 51 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.